0: Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Palmer. Today's guest is a product coach, author, and speaker. Her book, which was recently released, January of 2023, that she's hoping will change the way people take a look at their careers. She's gone through more career changes than she can count. And when she looks back... She's proud about the many leaps that she's made. She felt she had a mission to share her six step method and wrote a book starting from scratch. We're excited to welcome Oz Banari. Thanks for joining me. Of course. I'm Jennifer.
1: Hi Jennifer, I'm Oz.
0: Nice to meet you Oz. Same. (laughs) How did you get that lovely uh, speaker on your LinkedIn profile to say your name?
1: Oh, the speaker to say my name. Oh, you record it.
0: Ah, see, because I went poking around because I do that. That's part of <laughs> you know getting to know you. the research. Yeah, yeah, getting to know guests, possible guests for the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know you could do that.
1: Yeah, you. I think it's only a feature available on the phone.
0: So you have to do it through the app.
1: So yeah, you go to the app, and then you'll have like a little. Mike.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well I'll have to play with that now that I saw it on yours because that was great. It was fantastic. I think more people should do this. Gonna... It's so yeah, fun, It's, it's so hard. Fun. Yeah. To figure out how yeah. to see somebody's name properly. You yeah, know?
1: so I'm not I'm not American, but yesterday I was on a call and someone apparently I didn't even notice, uh someone apparently spelled her name Sheila differently. Mm-hmm and like people were like uh how could do we pronounce your name and in my head i was reading i was like sheila what's the problem but they said no it's actually spelled completely different so they were afraid to call her right um although it's an american name
0: i can actually pitch this because it's so helpful and then two, it has your pronouns right because yeah in today's day and age you don't know how somebody wants to be addressed and it can be like a major faux pod and do it incorrectly yeah like the last thing you want to do first thing out of the gate is offend somebody <laughs> you know right
1: like- right no it's definitely i actually you know i started getting people actually say to me and i am uh my pronouns are she her mm-hmm. and i'm like wow like it's part of the introduction today which is amazing it's like you immediately out of the gate, you put this forward yourself, and then other people feel comfortable to do it as well.
0: Right. And I'm yeah. sure her also just, so <laughs> you know, just since we're talking about it, we might as well get it out there. Yeah. But I, generationally, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm of a generation where this was not even something we talked about right you know so i mean because i'm a parent we're in the
1: same generation
0: (laughs) oh i don't know i think i got a few years on you but uh i doubt it (laughs) i'm 47 okay well we're close then
1: yeah that's what i said we're in Uh, the same generation
0: i'm up over uh the 50 mark already so (laughs) good yeah it's coming soon (laughs) yeah We're here to get to know each other. So where would we like to start? What would you like me to know?
1: Yeah. So I actually got on Podmatch because I wrote a book, which was released on January 3rd this year. Within a few hours, it became an Amazon bestseller, which was very much a vote of confidence of the work that I've been doing leading to its launch. The book is called Starting From Scratch. Subtitle is Manage Change Like Your Career Depends On It. And I always say because it does. (laughs) Uh, Because really, we all go through many changes in our career. Whatever happens to us after that change really matters, right? A lot of the times, even if change comes your way, it's not a change that you kind of provoked, there's sometimes opportunity and it's very much like what are the tools that you have in order to see that opportunity so my book talks about six-step model to prepare yourself for change and to be adaptable more adaptable when change is coming and affects your career it's Uh, Three tools that you actually need to own whenever so that when change happens, you're able to see it and you're able to react quickly. And then three other tools that are happening once the spark, and that's the change, is called spark in my book. But what are the three actions you can actually take when change is happening to you? I've been doing talks with companies as well as like communities, like, you know, the Association of Attorneys and the Association of all the Chief Financial Officers and it's so I'm doing a lot of talks under specific professional communities, I want to say. Right. Um, but really, what I would hope and individuals, I have a course that I'm running around how to build networks to propel or future proof your career. I address these two groups. What I would hope that this message gets to is to more organizations because organizations work so hard on the message when they provoke change, when they make change like reorgs or mergers or when they acquire a company when they when they do layoffs, like it's very common. Now they do a lot of preparation, but there's no preparation for the day after there's no preparation of what will happen to the people who leave and what happens to the actual people who stay and they're traumatized by this change. And there's actually a term called layoff scared. So these people don't react well to change. And then, you know, regardless if you left them with you in the organization or outside, you have these people who are scarred, afraid, and there are not able to perform in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And that hurts companies, but also hurts the people who stay it hurts the individuals that are trying to grow. You know, it's something that can linger and can stay with you and kind of like you always have this insecurity in you. And what my book and my method is trying to do is really clean this up. Kind of like, you know, a short way to say is like I really have a message. And this book was written from the heart from someone that changed multiple times and herself. What I'm hoping is that your podcast will help me deliver this message and, and make sure more and more people
0: hear of it. Excellent. Starting from scratch, how is it that you decided to write a book? Why? What happened to you that this was so important to not have others go through what you went through and have some tools for them?
1: Yeah. So writing the book made me find out that I started from scratch more times than I actually remembered. Um, I wrote my book in the first chapter is about my, I want to say, most significant change that I've done uh, and why it happened. But uh, on average, not me specifically, on average, there's a change that affects our career 12 times in a lifetime. I suppressed that number. Um, But it is a number that, you know, if you go, it's a a stat by Zipia, which is a job uh, board. So uh, they do a lot of relevant research and they posted this stat which I found during the research for my book and I thought was amazing because I thought it's I'm special uh, but I'm definitely not Mm -hmm. and what I wanted by writing this book is to explain the sides of change also known research there are people that once change comes their way they they're traumatized by change and 15% of us stay with that trauma most people actually are resilient enough to come back after change and get back to where they were before but and that is the most important part 25 percent of the people who go through trauma actually grow from it and that's called post-traumatic growth i was excited about that number because I didn't know about it, but I did feel that something happened to me after I experienced layoff or after I experienced needing to lay off a very large part of my team. So I was on both sides and my mental state did not feel different, I must admit. Like the fact that you're a survivor does not promise you a good feeling right. after this happens. The behavior I had after change was that all of a sudden I started volunteering. All of a sudden, I started teaching. All of a sudden, I started mentoring. And you know, my day did not change. I still got the 24 hours, but I find found myself having more time for more activities that are work-related but are not work per se, but, you know, literally someone, I spoke to someone yesterday and she's like, how do you do it?" everything? And I found that all of a sudden I have this extra time or extra passion to do more. And this is exactly what post-traumatic growth looks like. These are people who start nonprofit. These are people that, you know, become more religious, people who start networking on steroids or people who write books, by the way. Uh, So (laughs) I'm like part of that group. And what I was looking for is how can I teach people to be part of those 25, 25% and hopefully growing the 25% because I'm their peer. So tomorrow when I come to a workplace and people were laid off, I'm hoping that I will more, work with more people who are resilient or people who actually experience growth than people who are traumatized. Like I had this inside mission that I want to – completely erase the 15% that people feel as much as I can. And I did that through my book by sharing both my experience and my stories, both by sharing my method. And I found out that when I came out of change and I felt good and the result was uh, satisfactory and more is because I followed a specific method. And every time I derailed from it, something didn't work out but what happened during the book and the research for the book is I started talking to more and more people and I explained, I asked them, you know, I see that you had a change in your career that isn't very organic. All of a sudden you see like a job change or it's not like a growth, you know, like a promotion. You actually see different changes, you know, like an actress becoming an HR, manager at a company and you're like how did that happen so i was looking for those type of changes and found out that actually these people will credit their change their growth to something that is related to the method in my book so they sometimes they would say i actually connected with a network and i started growing through that and other people said i went and immersed myself into hyper learning and i learned something new and that's how i was able to change in my career And then each one of them actually started highlighting one thing from my method. And then I went back and said to them, do you know, I have a method and what do you think about it? And all of them, all of them, a hundred percent of them actually said, Oh, that's interesting. I actually also did this and also did that. So bottom line and what I hope people when they read my book understand is that I'm not special. I just have a method and these people had the same method We just didn't call it this way. And so I hope that people recognize if they can do this starting from scratch method or they can learn to do this starting from scratch method and they become more resilient and they experience growth because we spend over 30% of our life in a work setting. And that's very sad if we can't make the most out of it, right? If we don't feel that we grow and we don't feel that we become better Uh, And that's what I hope that my book explains is, as you can hear, I'm like super passionate about it. And I really hope that people understand the the method, understand the way and experience it just like I did.
0: It sounds like through this journey of yours to becoming an author and writing the Starting From Scratch book, that you found a way to empower others and make an impact. Yes. Yeah. Do you know specifically who would benefit the most out of your book? No, but I just
1: see, uh, I have DMs that I'm getting and I'm, you know, filled with love and gratefulness by the fact that I can see that I affect people, but I would love to hear what you think.
0: Oh yeah. Thank you. No, (laughs) I, I definitely see this being a benefit to employers In their HR department. Yes. If you own a company, you have staff, you want to empower your employees, your HR department could definitely benefit from reading the book, understanding maybe when in the hiring process, even of somebody who's gone through the transition, uh, that person may benefit from the tools or may have implemented some tools that they are benefiting from. Or yeah. if you're in the, at the point where you're either, uh, you know, adjusting your team or growing your team or, you know, someone has left, even if it was willfully, they could benefit from the information, you know, Absolutely. So it, be more of a caring for people mentality around, you know, yeah. what can they do next? Yeah. You, know, you may you not know, be part of their journey anymore, but it doesn't mean that their journey continues with or without you. And it could right. still benefit them.
1: Yeah. So I have a friend that um, she read my book and she said, you know, now it's no longer all about you. It's just like starting from scratch is on its own and it has a mission. Mm-hmm. And now it's in the hands of so many other people. There are two things that I'm hoping that this will reach one, absolutely HR people that when they lay off people that can they give them a tool to survive change and grow from it because it would leave a legacy that isn't just the layoff. It's also like, you know, we had to do this because it's not personal, right? It's like a financial decision, but can we also equip you with something for your new way?
0: Right. Part of their exit strategy.
1: Yes. Also, how can you teach organizations Mm -hmm. to be resilient to change. Because after you made this change, you made this painful decision, there are so many people who are left within your organization and they're all, you know, they lost trust. They're in pain from, you know, from losing the fun part of, you know, working with the same people that they appreciate and, and like working with. They also don't like change. We're not we don't love change, right? Like it's, it's you know, today I used to work with John and now I don't work with John anymore. Now I need to either do it myself or get used to working with someone else. So exactly. all of that has a baggage that no organization should carry for much longer. So what I think that if organizations actually teach their employees to survive change, not to be afraid of it, to change with the organization, okay. then it will create Innovation, it will create resilient employees. It will it will create employees that see change coming and then see opportunities and the ability to act when change happens versus like be paralyzed and be scared because the last time there was change, I was let go. So it's just can they actually understand that there's basics to how you manage employees and what tools you give them and not be afraid that starting from scratch, you know, I I, talk to CEOs all the time. And one CEO actually told me, I'm afraid you're going to teach my employees to leave.
0: Mm. No book
1: can do that. No book can do that. One of the exercises I have in my, in my book is called, am I done? It actually mm. helps you understand if you have accomplished what you came to do and will you be proud? Mm. And if you leave, would it be a mistake or not? And it actually helps you become very objective when you see when you have a bad day you actually are able to say oh it's just a bad day it's not that i'm done with this place and so i'm actually not against it and most most examples i give in my book were actually things that i managed to reinvent myself in the same workplace it's absolutely not what the book teaches you what the book teaches you is to handle change and handle it objectively and have the right tools to go and do it versus, you know, having your emotions, you know, take over and then you're unable to react properly. When you were saying it's about organizations, I love it, but there's the saying, you know, what if we invest in people and they leave us, right? But then there's the other way that, but what if we don't and they stay, right? So it is exactly that. Can we give employees the tools to manage change see change get excited by change and I'll be afraid of it and then you know when they see opportunities maybe they see new clients new markets new things that actually can bring back to the company but what it does matter is that you will have resilient employees that are not busy with office rumors and chatter they actually are able to say okay change came we're we understand how to handle change and we know how to move
0: on. I can see this actually being very helpful in, uh, you know, improving or teaching coping skills that may not already exist. Right. You know, Absolutely. And, and we, we know from the mental health point of view that the more coping skills we have, the better we are as compassionate, empathetic human beings
1: absolutely and there's there are several examples in my book but the the idea of really to be aware of your mindset and be able to say i'm not on a good day today and then the following day you're still not on a good day stop there now mm-hmm. don't wait for the next vacation don't there's so many tools today to replenish um, you know and you don't need to take a whole week of vacation for it there are tools there are courses, there are methods, there are things that you can do in order to replenish yourself so that when change is coming, if you're broken and you're down, you don't see that opportunity. But if you are strong mentally, uh, then you actually say, okay, change is coming. I know how to handle it and I'm strong enough to move on. And that's super important. That mental state that we are is definitely one of the tools in the book. Oh, wonderful. Would you share some of your journey as an author? I can write since I remember myself. Um, I was writing as a little kid. I wrote a book as a little kid. As a teenager, I was a teen journalist in a teen magazine. I had my own column in the local newspaper. Like It's something that I've done my whole life. It's actually in my book. One of the first starting from scratch was there because I was let go from the teen magazine. Um, but uh, the whole um, writing experience was for me very much like a therapy, <laughs> a therapy on steroids. Because you go back and you understand where you did well and where you didn't, and how you moved on, and you forgive yourself. And there are so many exercises that I did in order to move on that I share, and it has my stories as well as. So I interviewed about two hundred people for the book. So. 20 of them are featured in the book and it also has work pages so that you're really changing while you're uh, building yourself and ramping up yourself to be resilient, to change while reading the book. And my thought when I came to write the book, I kind of like always knew I'm going to write a book. The question was which not if my husband, actually a lot of the times I come to him and I I'm, my, I want to say my day job is not being an author. It's actually, I do uh, product management work and I have a lot of theories and how I build products and unrelated to this. So I told him about something which actually found itself in the book. And, and um, he said, so are you going to write about it? But the thing is, are you going to write about it was something that he kept asking me. And so one day I was like, okay, I think I have it. It had a different title But then I consulted uh, several friends of mine who wrote books and I consulted with other people who I thought would be the right audience for it. Their feedback got it to be what it is today and their feedback also changed the name of the book. Um, And I think that my way of writing the book, which was to actually create a product and not a book that ends there. Uh, And the product is the fact that it has the workbook. The fact that, you know, I'm here and you know, continuing to provide the message, and I'm like, I do speaking engagement, and I have a course for starting from scratch. Like I do things that help you take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, is where I wanted it to be a product. I wanted it to be a tool versus only a book. I always knew that I'm going to write a book. It was just a matter of which one. And I did. Um, so I contacted Forbes, and Forbes has many resources to help people write books, including coaches and designers and professionals that can help you in a project manager. And it definitely is something that I needed uh, in order to deliver on what my plan was. I definitely, you know, I've never wrote a book or knew how to write one. And it was important to me to do it in a certain way because I build products, I don't just write books. As for the promotion, There are many people who say, you know, you need a publicist and a social media manager and, you know, a speaking agent and so many others. I decided not to uh, use external resources. I don't know if it's smart. You know, it was just one of the decisions I've made Mm -hmm. and decided to immerse myself in learning how to do it myself. And uh, I chose the platform. I chose the way I, you know, did many courses in order to feel comfortable and, you know, basically did what my book says, you know, one step one of starting from scratch is to immerse yourself into a learning mindset. And it was definitely what I've done. So grew my, you know, grew my followers, tripled my followers since I started. But I did start to do this before the book was out. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a large community both on my website that read my newsletter, as well as, you know, online on social media that expected the book and were amazing and supporting it so that it got to be a bestseller. I couldn't have done it if I would do it after.
0: Yeah. So do you plan on writing another book?
1: <laughs> it's a question. It's like, I feel like I actually, um, It's funny, you know, when you're pregnant, and you have your first child and then the the next thing that people tell you, so when's the next one? I'm like, hold on. So I feel it the same way. I feel like someone just told me about my baby. Like, are you going to have another one?
0: It's like, you just got married and now (laughs) when are the children coming? (laughs) Exactly. So,
1: uh, so my, my, you know, I kind of like never say never. Um, What I do feel is that it has such relevance to our world that I want to see it through I want to give it the biggest exposure that I can and not forget about this one and move to to the next one it's kind of like you know I feel it still has diapers on and needs me <laughs> um so Yeah, so so I'm not working on the next book, I am working on the next iteration of starting from scratch. And that's the course and the community that is built around
0: it. And there's plenty of work to do there. Okay, so if we want to get to know you better, and and find out more about you before we just go and buy the book, because we we don't want anything transactional happening. Yeah, what is your suggestion for listeners to do that?
1: Follow me on uh, on all social media. I'm very open. I share my stories and my experience and the good things and the bad things. That's one. And two, I am doing a lot of podcast guesting and tell my story and different angles of the book because, you know, each podcast is different.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: the playlist of all of them is on Spotify, on my website. There are ways to listen to my tool set, you don't necessarily need to read the book and i totally recognize that you know some people don't read they prefer to listen they prefer to experience first part of this being a product is recognizing that not everybody uh, takes in information in the same way so definitely uh you can consume starting from scratch different ways
0: <laughs> so your favorite platform would be linkedin
1: yeah definitely okay, okay.
0: And if we wanted to engage your services to help us more in this regard, how would we go about that?
1: All the information is on my website, including what courses I give, including freebies that I have um, that are partially in the book and partially not, like things that I do in the course. My newsletter is there. So definitely, you know, the website is the kind of one stop space for everything.
0: So we would visit starting from scratch the book.com yes. and subscribe to your newsletter mm-hmm. and check out the website for the social channels that you're on. Right. And follow follow you there. And engage yes. with you on any platform there, we, we yes. can contact you directly in Yeah.
1: The definitely. And I get many DMs daily because it's sometimes it's feels very personal and people don't want to comment. Mm-hmm. About their career or being afraid of their career or searching for a job or being laid off. Like there is still shame for some reason, although there are so many
0: talented people outside now. Our system some and our sh- society creates that. That's yeah. unfortunately a byproduct of systems. And
1: But I will say, so I was part of a big, I want to say, change that happened to a company called WeWork. And it's one of the changes that I write in my book. And the people, the reaction that people had when they heard I work for WeWork and that what happened was to check first if I'm okay. Mm. And once they heard that I'm actually still employed by the company, they were like, I hope you're going to leave. Right. Um, and they told me it won't look good on your resume and you need to leave and you know you don't you shouldn't trust them and you won't have people to work with and they'll work you to death because there's no one gonna stay with you and they're like a lot of people with very good intentions told me that I feel we moved on from that type of behavior this happened I don't know four or five years ago and today, people say is, you know, I understand there's change in your company. Are you okay? That didn't change. But people are, I feel, have more tools to actually say, you know what, I'm going to write a recommendation for you. Do you need anything from me? Do you need to look at my network? Do you want me to connect you to someone? It's a different reaction. So I feel there's progress in how people react to people being in a layoff situation. And so I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful that one day people won't be afraid to publicly ask for support. Uh, but my DMs are full daily. And sometimes I don't answer. I try to answer very quickly because I understand the mental state people are in. And I think that, you know, being there in a timely manner matters. But definitely, you know, I'm available privately through my DMs or, um,
0: or on LinkedIn excellent we hope you've enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe like follow and share and we always love reviews until next time thanks for listening thank you visibility pod for all your services and management of our podcast. This episode is sponsored by Visibility Podcasts. Connect with Visibility Pod about visibility strategy, coaching, podcast tours, podcast production, platform building, content creation and distribution. Your online presence matters. Mention this author interview to receive a discount. Get the help you need today. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. That's V-I-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com.